0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power of Color Radio, where color is our passion and our companion in this transforming world. Here are your hosts, Arlene Arnold and Leslie Romine. Hello, everybody. We're so glad that you're here. Leslie's not with us today, but I have a very special guest. Teresa Morrow is with us today. And Teresa and I have kind of known each other over the years. You know how it is you meet someone and then later on you meet them again. And uh, we've had some really good times with the kinds of things that we're doing uh, in our businesses. So I really wanted to highlight some things that Teresa is doing, partly because she's also um, now helping people get their books out there and um, helping them figure out how to – the authors that are are well-known, and so it's really um, good for me to know her because of the books that I've written, <laughs> and I want to tell you about her book. She has a couple of really um, special books that she's going to be talking to us about, and um, I'm really excited to have her present those to you, so Teresa, welcome.
1: Thank you so much for allowing me to be here today with you.
0: Oh, you're welcome. It's so nice to have you here. And and I want you to tell us a little bit about the books and how they came about. I know that uh, when I was reading over your bio, it's interesting to me how many times this comes up with people that I call lightworkers, ones that are here to create a path, an energetic path that others can follow. Um, and it, that is that um, you came in in a way where they weren't sure you were going to make it. <laughs>
1: That is very true. (laughs) I did. I did. I was actually, uh, came in uh, a little unexpected right from the get-go. And um, I only weighed a little over a pound, one pound, when I was initially born. And I actually um, went under a pound within that first 24 hours. So they didn't think I was going to make it. They were like, you know, they told my parents, Look, I, I, we just don't think she's gonna she's gonna make it because she's so little, and you know. Um, but I did. I fought through it obviously, and uh, you know, defied all odds. And uh, so, yeah, I had an interesting start.
0: And I think that's always um, interesting because I think that those kinds of experiences, in some way, um, imprint us with the knowing that we really wanted to be here
1: yeah, I so am glad how, you're here, <laughs> yeah, it's funny though, like you said that I don't think we realized it you know, even growing up, like I didn't really realize it and, and think about how big of an impact that was until you know I was much uh older, you know in my thirties and uh my late thirties, I would say it really impacted me, and I thought, you know what, I've been a fighter um and on this path um of having something to say and being here for a purpose, ever since I started, and that's interesting to me. Um, you know that we are 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 all here for a purpose, and to recognize that.
0: And I I call it a setup—the way that we come in, and who our parents mm-hmm. are, and where we're born, and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like we set up these challenges for ourselves, so that in mm-hmm. the end we will be strong enough to do what it was that we came here to do. So it seems to me that that is is something that you have been working with, is to get to that place where your voice is really heard.
1: Mm, I like that. (laughs) I like
0: that. (laughs) But let's get to um, the book that you've written, uh, Life Lessons, You you tell me the title of it here, Life Lessons uh, from the Heart and Healing from Broken Trust, your two books. So I thought it would be interesting for you to pick out um, two or three lessons that you thought were particularly important that, that came up in what you've written. And then we might look at those in relationship to color, because colors always have meaning in them and um, until we embrace them, colors can have lessons in them for us. So uh, just tell us what the first one that comes to mind for you that's a life lesson that is in your book. Uh,
1: one of the ones that comes up for me is, and it was very uh, pivotal for me, was asking for help. Um, ah. th- <laughs> that came about in my, in my, actually in both books it's it's touched upon But, um, and in in both scenarios, um, I had been in positions where I was going, 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 doing stuff for other people um, in different, for different events, for different situations. But I wasn't really taking and being mindful of what I needed for myself. And I thought that, I used to think asking for help was some sign of weakness, like, oh, I can do it all, I'm supposed to do it all, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, I'm a this, I'm a that. And I think we do get caught up in that. Um, and so that's the first lesson that I would say um, that I wanted to share with people is don't be afraid to ask for help.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Well, and you know, when I think about colors, there's several colors that I think might uh, fit that. One of them is yellow because um, yellow is the solar plexus color and it has to do with understanding who you are as this human that showed mm-hmm. up with certain abilities and uh, a way to navigate in life and to be really authentic to who you are. And it takes mm-hmm. us a while to get there. So I think sometimes one of the things that happens in yellow is that the person tries to be uh, more than they are because they're really Mm -hmm. behind that. They have some question as to whether Mm -hmm. they're worth it or whether they have the skills that are needed and that kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I think that leads to not asking for help because somehow you figure the the message that you have in yellow is that you have to make do yourself, you know, that you have to make it happen yourself. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that
0: fit with we're thinking
1: about. Absolutely. And it's funny you said yellow because before you had, you know, when you were talking about it, I thought you were going to ask me to to go um thought you were going to be asking me which color I thought associated with each one. Oh. So when right before I was talking about it, I said, okay, what's the color that comes to mind? And I thought of yellow, so it's interesting that you said yellow too. Oh that's fascinating.
0: Yeah. Well, the other color that I thought of was green because one of the Mm. things that I find with women in particular is they give and give and give and give, and then they come to a place where they're burned out, and then they go, uh, Nobody really appreciates me. (laughs) Mm. And so there's an aspect of that that's also where women in particular, and, and men in a different way, but women are. Likely to not ask for help because they figure it's their job to please everybody, take care of everybody, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing.
1: Right. Is that that what you were
0: thinking about? Okay.
1: So, so those are the probably there's some
0: other colors too, but those are the two that just came forward that seem like they fit the not asking for help.
1: Yeah, especially the yellow. I think you're absolutely right because um, yeah. we do get stuck in that mode to where we don't. But I found on the flip side of that, that when you do ask for help, and now I'm not afraid to ask for help. When, I, when mm-hmm. I've when i done that when I've allowed myself to ask for the help, it allows me to be rejuvenated and um, take a breather and, you know, allow me to recharge my engine so I can be there for, almost more for, um, the others in my life. So,
0: And, you know, the other thing that I got slammed with at one point, because I I talk about times in our life when we get stopped in our tracks, and mm-hmm. that happened to me, and the, one of the things that I learned from that was that I was trying to do things that are not really in my wheelhouse. Uh, that mm. are not really my expertise. And in a sense, that's like ask, not asking for help because it's like you think you have to do it all. And that doesn't make any sense. And the more I, further I've gone, the more I've realized I really like the idea of having people work with me who have different kinds of skills than I do. And mm. I can say to them, what do you think about this? and And they give me suggestions. And we have this wonderful ability to bring forward our own individual talents and not try to do it all ourselves.
1: Absolutely. I agree with that
0: 100%.
1: Much better.
0: Well, yeah. And and I think that what you're doing for authors is fabulous. Because most of us authors, when it comes to marketing, we're terrible. I mean, (laughs) it's like, it's like, well, I wrote this great book, and everybody's supposed to find it, but I don't know how.
1: <laughs> or they don't like it either. You know, a lot of people like yeah. find they They either don't have the time, they don't know you know, know how to market, or they just don't want to do it, and they don't like it. So, you know, those different yeah. scenarios.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're doing that for authors. <laughs> so are you still there, or did I lose you?
1: No, nope, I'm still here.
0: Oh, you're still here. Okay, I didn't hear you there for a minute. I thought, well, <laughs> I don't think we're in Mercury retrograde anymore. So, uh, anyway, uh, tell us the next one that comes to mind of uh, once of what you learned.
1: The one thing that pops in my um, mind now is, and that's actually at the end of my first book is the. Um, I believe the title of the chapter is called "Don't Give Up on Possibilities." Oh, um God. it's it's a i share a story um with that chapter um about a scenario um that an event that happened after my um ex husband passed away uh a year or so ago about two years ago now Go now and uh I was visiting his sister's uh house um and with my daughter. And we were. She had a. She has a ranch, and so she has a couple of horses. And I haven't been or seen a horse in years and years, in years. So uh, my daughter was all excited. Oh my goodness! I can go to Aunt Becky's and ride on the horses. That was her thing. She was all excited. And I didn't think anything of it. I said, you know, yep, go ahead. It's going to be great. Well, she gets on the horse, and uh, of course I'm watching her. And she says, oh, mommy, you're going to do it next, right? Well, I never even thought about even doing it. You know, I was like, uh, I don't think so, honey. And then this little voice came in my head and said, why not? You know, why not do this? You know, why not give it a, a chance? Like, you, why say no to something? Um, and so, um, you know, the possibility is there, the opportunity is there. And so, um, I, you know, she, my, um Becky um, had taken Amanda around on the horse for a couple of times, and she's like, so, Mom, you're going to do it, right? And I said, you know what? I think I will. And I did. And the thing of it was is that doing that, instead of saying no and allowing the possibility and the yes to come up and to... Be present. I had a wonderful, wonderful experience that I mm. think—well, I know I wouldn't have had had I just said no to the possibility.
0: And it seems like you would have known if it was something that you, that wasn't right for you to do. Mm-hmm. So, because right. so, I think we have to take stay in touch with our intuition to know you know, what mm-hmm. what is right for us and what's not right for us, but to let go of something that really is right for you because that inner voice was saying, why not? So that says mm-hmm. to me that this was something that was really right for you and there was something in it for you, which is what came out of it. So, I, they, yeah, mm-hmm. fabulous. And not not missing those opportunities.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, not being afraid one. of them.
0: <laughs> not being afraid of them, yes. Well, let's think about what color that is. What, is there a particular color that comes for you that connects with that of not blue missing opportunities? Blue Oh, that's blue really, is to yes. Mind. Yeah, because I think of blue is as our deepest expression of self. A lot of people think of it as speaking, but it's a way, a lot more than that. And when we miss opportunities, sometimes that is a part of discovering more of our life purpose mm. than we get conscious. That's Interesting. so cool. And, you know, the compliment, because I work with the colors that are across from each other on the color wheel, the complement to that is the orange. And orange is all about the emotions. And if we have... Mm. Stuffed old emotions away in the orange, it can stop our ability to go into our expression in the blue. So, if we are fearful of opportunities that come, that can that can be fear that's lodged in the orange. So we we actually have to deal with that in order to open up the expression in the blue.
1: Isn't that interesting? That is so fascinating to me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So what's the next one that you would offer as a life lesson?
1: The one that um, I wanted to share is really highlighted big in my second book, and that is um, about anger um, and um, letting that go and not allowing that to – Because for a while, um, in my book, Healing From Broken Trust, I talk about a situation that happened to me when I first met my now husband um, and we were dating. I told my father, and he disowned me for it initially. Oh, my goodness. And I was, yes, (laughs) that's why I wrote the book. Um, Very angry, very, very upset with him for a very long time. But one thing I really realized was I wasn't doing any damage to anybody by being angry about something I couldn't change because that was the other thing I learned through that was I was trying to change his mind when I wanted it to be changed. And it wasn't going to change until he was ready and if we're willing to change it. Um, And so I was angry for a really long time and it really was uh, messing with other parts of my life and until I allowed myself to let go of that anger, because it wasn't doing me any good by holding on to it, um, once I let go of it, because I was actually happy in my relationship. I was happy with um, this person I had chosen to be with. Um, but because I was angry, it affected that relationship. It affected other relationships oh, yeah. even at That's work. yeah. And so... Yeah, that's what I would offer is to, um, you know, see what purpose your anger is feeding for you and look at it a little bit deeper and hopefully you can be able to let it go because once you do, you'll free yourself in more ways than that. Yeah, and
0: it sounds like the anger was coming from hurt and hurt is always a tough one to deal with because it's uh, someone has let you down and that that yeah, hurt goes really deep.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, that's why I named the book Healing from Broken Trust because I felt like I right. broke my trust. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so. Mhm. So when you came
0: out the other side of that, what did you learn about trust?
1: I learned that there's actually a quote um in my book um trust is a precious commodity. Um, you need to savor it when uh given um, and it's precious when it's received because you it's just so vital. I realized how precious it was, almost more so than I thought it was before this um, but one of the biggest things, like I said, is that I couldn't change his mind. Um, And I have had to allow myself to be in my own experience and trust my own intuition in the process because I knew the type of person that Eddie, my now husband, was even then, even though we were just dating, we had known each other for a few years as friends, and I knew I was making the right decision to be with him. I knew it. And so I had to stay with that, but I also had to allow myself to not get wrapped up in the anger piece and stay in it. But, I mean, believe me, it wasn't an easy task. I'm not sitting here no, trying no. to listen. You, no, no. You never, you never listen.
0: Yeah, no, you have to deal with a part of you that's hurt and recognize mm-hmm. it and listen to it. I mean, that's what I think is one of the mistakes that people make is they try to turn away from it rather than turning mm-hmm. in toward it and recognizing that this is a part of them that needs to be heard and needs to be um told this is really tough. And mm-hmm. and that's part of the dealing. Correct. Yeah. Being absolutely for yourself. That. <laughs> yeah. And and the other thing that's come even clearer to me recently is and it's part of this setup thing, is that there are people in our lives that are playing a part for us. And by Mm -hmm. him playing the part that he did, it led you to understand the importance of trust, but it also led you to trust yourself.
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's the biggest piece. Um, One of the pivotal pieces, too, in in that book was about self-love. It was huge for me. It's actually how I found self-love. And that's one of the reasons why... I recognized that experience and that's why I called it healing from broken trust because one of the biggest pieces that I learned from that experience was how to love myself because at the time when he broke that trust in my head, I thought, okay, I've been divorced twice, nobody loves me, now my dad doesn't love me, I can't make a good decision, who's going to love me? I remember I was sitting, balled up in a corner, and I was crying, crying, crying. And I remember saying that to myself. Who's going to love me? Who's going to love Teresa? And I went, why can't I love myself? I can start with Um, me. Yeah. I can start with me. How about that, Teresa? How about if you find out who you are, what you, you know, the person you want to be, and start from there and then see what, and I thought, okay, I'm just going to start there. I'm going to start at that space, figure that out first, and then see what happens from there instead of trying to figure it all out at once. And and that was a process. And that's one of the things I share in my workshops too is that about that self-love piece because it was such a pivotal part for me that, Mm -hmm. one, it is a process. This is not something you're going to snap your fingers and be like, oh, yep, I love me. It's a process by taking yourself through that journey of the things that you've been through and the places you Mm -hmm. want to be for yourself. Um, And that's one of the things I learned It's so important.
0: And it's it's an inside thing because you can be loved by people around you but you don't really get it until you feel it inside and you know that it's you loving the parts of you that have been so hurt or loving the parts (laughs) of you that are beautiful, you know? right yeah well yeah. well let's see uh i just want people to know that they can call in and talk about trust if they'd like to uh you can call in at 646 595 4667 and we have have um uh, some folks on the chat line so if you would like to ask a question or make a comment please go ahead and do that uh, so um While we're waiting to see if someone has a question, Teresa, um, tell us a little bit about how you go about helping authors. You learned some of that, I'm sure, for yourself as you did your own books. And uh, so what is it that you're doing with the authors that helps them to get their information out there?
1: There's quite a few um, things that I um, do for them, and thank you for for allowing me to share that piece because it's um, something I truly enjoy. Um, One of the things I do is something called virtual book tours. Um, Mm. The traditional way of, you know, going from city to city and town to town, um, people still do that, (laughs) but more and more uh, authors and writers are, uh, since the Internet is so um, amazing now and and you can – Find out about new things um, just by going on a social media site or a blog or a website. Um, The virtual book tour allows your potential readers to find out more about you as the author and your book by hearing you on radio shows like this one uh, Mm -hmm. or going to a blog and reading an interview or um, even going to maybe Goodreads or different websites to see your book listed, like I said, see a testimonial, a review, something about um, your work. So it's a variety of ways that your potential readers can find out more about you as the author and your book. So that's one way. That's fine. Um, Yeah, it's really fun. Um, It's really, really fun. And then the other thing that I do is I also offer uh, coaching for writers. Um, and it could be uh, from the beginning of your book. You know, you have a concept, but you're not quite sure uh, where you want to go with the idea and how you want to set up the book, so I can help with that. Or I've also helped authors with, they've written most of the book, but they kind of want to flesh out the ideas um, or um, brainstorm on the flow of the storyline or the... um, the path of the chapters, or however it's gonna be set up, so I also help with that um and I also do some marketing consulting for for authors and writers, and that can range from checking out your website um seeing how you have things set up. Um, I've done that recently with a uh with a book publisher site um, seeing if you have different Links set up, um, plug-ins on your blog. Um, sometimes I help people do their, uh, think of ideas for their blog posts. Um, you know, just different ideas of how to market yourself better and put yourself out there on the web so people can find out more about you.
0: That's so helpful. You know, the thing I found over the years, and I've been doing this a long time, so have you, um, I found that I get really stuck in the same language and the same ideas and it's sometimes mm-hmm. really helpful to hear a suggestion from someone else who just looks at it from a different point of view.
1: Oh yes. Just one conversation sometimes can change. And I get the same thing. I mean, I'm a writer and author too, so I, you know, I get the same stuff and sometimes it can be you know, almost um something really simple almost seems like it's right in front of you but because As you know, as writers and stuff, we can get, uh, like you said, kind of tunnel vision in our own ideas. And um, somebody may say, oh, you know what? Have you ever thought about that? It's a different perspective. And boom, you have another idea. It may be similar, but it's not the same. Um, Right. Another thing I like to offer to people is think about um, your readers in different formats. In other words, let's say you've written an article. Well, you can take the article and make it a video, or take a video and make it an article, um, or make mm-hmm. it a image. You know, cut it down and make a quote and make it a, uh, right. a still image. Different readers respond different ways to your message, That's so true. it's always cool people, mm-hmm.
0: people learn different ways. Well, unfortunately. We're down to less than two minutes. <laughs> so I wanna make sure that you um tell people about your website and um if you have anything that's coming up that you would like to let them know about, go ahead and do that.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Well everyone you can um visit my website. It is TeresaMorrow dot com and that is spelled T E R E S A M O R R O W dot com. Um, My books, Life Lessons from the Heart and Healing from Broken Trust, are both available um, through Amazon. You can do the paperback or you can do Kindle. Um, Those are both available there. I do have a local workshop uh, coming up um, next Saturday. Um, So I don't know um, how many people will be in Florida, but I would love to have you. Um, in the area of St. Peter. Actually, it's going to be in the Safety Harbor. But uh, it's going to be actually about that subject matter of self-love. It's called Celebrate You. Um, It's going to be at a place called K-Pok Pilates. Um, You can read more about it on my website, and I also have a Facebook event on it. So love that. Great.
0: Well, we are just about out of time and Teresa thank you so much for coming on it's so much fun to reconnect with you and to hear about all the things that you're doing and all the wonderful work you're doing with authors which I think is so very important and um, we're looking forward to hearing more from you so we'll we'll stay in touch and and perhaps do this again so oh that sounds
1: wonderful well thank you for having me on
0: you're welcome. So we will say goodbye to everybody for now, and we will see you in a couple of weeks. We do this the second and fourth Wednesdays. So thank you for being here. Thanks for being part of the Power of Color Radio. Join us every second and fourth Wednesday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific, 6.30 p.m. Eastern for a half hour of colorful information and transformational experiences. In the meantime, you can find us at www.thepowerofcolor.com